Let's talk about Barbados leaving its colonial past behind. Let's also discuss slave descendants in Nigeria. What about Lewis Hamilton's commitment to fight against injustice? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. For our life to be of value, I think we must develop basic good human qualities. Warmth, kindness, compassion. Then our life becomes meaningful and more peaceful, happier. The Dalai Lama. Another great one from the great man himself. Okay, so this week, this week Barbados have chosen to have the Queen removed from the head of state. Um, So Dame Sandra Mason said, um, the time has come to truly and fully leave our colonial past behind. So big step for Barbados. Um, Really look forward to them, you know, doing things their way, you know. Um, This is a great time to do something like this as well, for sure. Uh, So their plan is to become a republic um, by next year. They want to have full sovereignty uh, by the time they celebrate their 55th uh, anniversary independence in November 2021. So look forward to that for next year for the Bayesians. Also, um, some sad news this week. Uh, Toots, Toots Hibbert, known, generally known as Toots and the Maytarts because he's the front man for that legendary group. He passed away, age 77. He's, com- he's considered one of the pioneers of reggae music, um, really popularised the music uh, globally with his single in 1968 called Do The Reggae. Um, that song's believed to be the first song uh, that actually used the word reggae in, in this title. And he had some great tunes like uh, Pressure Drop. That's one of my favourites, to be fair, Pressure Drop. I remember hearing that as a kid growing up. But I, yeah, I know about Toots and the Maytarts. Um, so yeah, definitely missed. Um, and yeah, a legend in the music business. Definitely in the reggae music business. Also, uh, sadly, uh, Patty Flynn um, died age 88. I didn't know much about this lady, uh, but she was a, a black history campaigner. Um, she was one of um, Shirley Bassey's temp- contemporaries and she's from Tiger Bay in the docks of Cardiff and she ran a 26 year, old, t- 26 year campaign uh, for the memorial uh, to black and ethnic minority soldiers died, who died in conflict after losing her father and her brother in World War Two. so she'll be sorely missed as well in Cardiff I have to look a bit more into her um, probably we, should, we all should these people are doing great things in their time so my condolences to the both families of both of those people so uh boris johnson has said that we're about to have a second wave in the uk um obviously they've introduced the rule of six where you can only have be around six people at the moment but now they're saying it's inevitable um it looks like we're going to begin to a stronger lockdown uh, in the in the coming days, so we'll find out how that all works out for us. Um, you know, this this thing is is here. As I always say, it's here. We have to deal with it, whether we believe 
everything that we're hearing, but we believe some of it, um, people are definitely getting ill. So we have to do what we have to do to keep each other safe, I feel, regardless. Um, so they do, they do talk about planning to stop having a national lockdown. But the house-to-house contact, that looks like that's going to be on the cards. Um, but throughout this thing, um, Boris Boris keeps coming with these buzzwords. I mean, I, the ones I can remember, he's talked about sombrero, um, the, the shape of the, the infection looking like a sombrero. Then you're talking about whack-a-mole, where he's going to start whacking, you know, whacking down this sombrero. Now he's talking about moonshot and circuit breakers. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a man, I, li- I like my words as well, but... Um, yeah, this man is very creative with his words, so we have to listen very carefully to what he's saying and kind of read between the lines, I think, sometimes. Um, Councillor Nick Forbes, um, leader of Newcastle City Council, um, spoke about um, alcohol um, and social distancing not mixing, something that I've said consistently. Um, if you want people to <laughs> social distance in the the last thing you want them to be doing is, is getting in a pub and, and getting drunk, etc. So, um, and he's also spoken about how evidence is showing um, that these are, you know, in pubs, um, home, people's homes, bars, even grass, grassroots sports are, are places where the infection passes on even more than everywhere else. So that was interesting to hear him, him saying that. Um on the youth side of things, um, the, the it's a bit of good news. I mean, I think things can be a bit better than, than what they've done, but it's something as a start. So with the Youth Violence um, Reduction uh, Unit, they've allocated £2.3 million um, to go into mentoring um, around each, basically throughout each borough, which works out to about £27,000 for each borough. Now, it's, it's something. It's better than nothing, um, this and also this money goes to the the PRUs specifically the pupil referral units where the kids go that have been kicked out, but twenty seven thousand pounds for each borough is not that much, you know it it really isn't that much but it's something you know so at least they're putting some money towards it and I suppose if if it can be shown that the money is spent well and we they need more this is how you start you know so hopefully they will top up that money shortly because we definitely need it with the youth violence going on in the boroughs and, and mentoring can help, you know, that one-to-one support for young people. Um, so also, there was an incident uh, at the end of last year, like November 2019, um, a, a young man called uh, Mark Darcy Smith, 25-year-old man, who received uh, racial abuse in uh, Weatherspoons um, when somebody anonym- anonymously um, paid for and sent a banana to him. Um, at his table um, and he obviously he, he made a complaint spoke to spoke to the um, uh, Weatherspoon's staff and they said that he needed to make a complaint to head office um, so the young man was shocked um, but basically he, he went the legal route and long story short um, a, a young man by the name of Louis Kinsella age 20 was found guilty this week in order to pay 1200 pounds 12 £1,280 in court costs and fines, which I think is is excellent. Um, I think, I mean, this this was a young 25-year-old male. Not every 25-year-old male would have dealt with things in, in such a, you know, such a civil way. Obviously, we've, we saw the pictures of um, the young people, the young man who uh, 
punch the, the, the racist man who was racially taunting them on the tube. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that this, this young man had the sense to go about it the legal way and didn't add to the situation and didn't put himself in danger at all um, and just went through the process. And it's been a long process. You know, it's been a good few months, just under a year pretty much. But um, the, the young man was found guilty and he's going to have to reflect on that. So, yeah, that was that was the case for him. Um, some sad news this week. I mean, it seems like every week there's, there's, there's young people dying. Um, Kamal Nur, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Kamal Nur, age 18, he was stabbed in Islington, um, North London, um, on Monday. So, yeah, my, my condolences um, to his, his parents and his family. You know, the, the, like I said, the youth violence is a big thing in the, in the UK, especially in London. Um, also a 20 year old, a 20 year old man, um, Jaden Christie also was stabbed to death in Stockwell. Um, and that was on September the 15th. Um, and again, you know, my condolences go out to his family. Too many young people dying, you know, and as, as, as we all know, it doesn't just affect the young person that was stabbed. It affects the whole family, you know, the whole community, you know, um, there has been some talks um, about considering uh, violence as being contagious and dealing, it, dealing with it as being contagious, um, more like a disease. Um, Professor Bellis, I believe his name is, um, of the World Health Organization, spoke something along those lines. Um, basically, just explaining really how, you know, when, when people are, regardless of the age, but especially when you're young, if you're exposed to violence at a young age, chances are you're going to play that out in some way, shape or form in future years. Um, so anybody that's worked with offenders or, or with young people in, in pupil referral units or any other institution, you'll, you'll recognise that from, from doing assessments and stuff. So there is something in that. I think it's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, one of the things he said, uh, the professor also said, um, it's... Yeah, well, basically, I've kind of summed it up. It's pretty much violence is contagious. Violence is contagious. You know, if you're around violence, you see violence, chances are you're going to play out the violence in some way, shape or form. So, you know, if you're not around any of that sort of stuff, violence is going to be quite alien to you. It's not going to be something that, that you're going to be used to or desensitised to. So there, I think there's definitely something in that. So going across the pond to Nigeria, um, the lawmakers in Kaduna State have um, approved surgical, surgical castration as a punishment for those convicted of raping children under the age of 14. Very different way of dealing with it. Um, I don't think too many people will be, you know, mispleased, if that's the right phrase. Um, I, you know, obviously, raping children, raping adults, rape, period. Um, I, I think the UK especially is definitely too soft on, on, on those sorts of crimes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Nigeria's, Nigeria's approved that for that particular state. So it'd be interesting to see if that spreads across the, the other states. Um, but also in Nigeria, I was, I was sad to, to hear this. Um, in Nigeria, um, basically slave descendants um, are prevented from marrying, marrying into families that are not. Um, descendants of slaves. So there was a story recently of a Nigerian couple um, who both, they basically killed themselves um, earlier this month um, as their parents forbid them from marrying because one of them was a descendant of slaves. Now, I, I, I know there's 
some twisted thinking and lack of understanding and misguided information in regards to these things. But it's really sad to hear when your fellow black people um, still um, are, are carrying on these, these colonial, you know, this colonial baggage um, and, and using it against ourselves, you know, because we all won at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it was quite sad to, to, to hear about that. And obviously these two young people have lost their life and, and God knows how many other have been in that situation. Maybe they haven't lost their life, um, but, you know, they haven't been able to marry the, the person they want just because of their ancestral lineage. Um, very sad, very sad. Um, European museums... Um, Nigerians are Nigerian politicians are looking at the opportunity to um, re well repossess, reown, take back their bronze um, the Benin bronze statues um, which are famous globally um, because you know obviously in this time in this time people are looking at things in a different way and people are listening to 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 things that people have been saying for years. And I'm sure Nigeria has been asking for these bronze statues for many, many years. After all, they were looted and taken in 1897. So it's been a long time. I don't think anybody who's lost stuff for it being looted um, haven't been asking for their stuff back. But I think this is the prime time. You know, with everything that's going on in the world, this is prime time to ask for it back. And, and all stuff should be given back, regardless of what part of the world it's been looted from. Um, Brianna Taylor is a, is a name that should have been in the news a lot more, I feel. Um, this is a young lady that was shot to death um, by the police in America before George Floyd. Um, but her, her was kind of below the radar, pretty much. You know, there wasn't that much talk about it here. But basically, yeah, so she was, she was killed. Um, no police have been charged at this point. She was in her home. I should say that as well. She was in her home. She's not a convicted criminal. Um, it was a drugs raid. Um, the police say that they thought that she was there with her boyfriend, who's her, who's her actual ex-boyfriend, and she wasn't. She was actually there with her current boyfriend, who had a legal, had a legal, a legitimate firearm. Um, the police came. They knocked, didn't say who they were, kept knocking. Apparently, the new partner thought it might have been the ex-partner coming to cause trouble. Um, he shot into the floor I believe or into the ceiling um, and then the police just started firing you know they they burst in and started firing they started firing from the side from the front and basically and even when they were shooting from the side um, they were shooting through curtains so they couldn't even see where they were shooting which is crazy to me um, but long story short they ended up hitting um, Brianna Taylor five times um, and taking her life um, so the Louisville um, state have now uh, confirmed that they're going to be paying her, her family $12 million. $12 million uh, um, but the family, rightfully so, are not stopping there based on the money. They're going to still continue because they want justice. As I said, people haven't been charged. You know, these officers haven't actually been charged for this, for this murder. Um, but I'm sure that will come now, especially as they've now given the compensation. And Lewis Hamilton made a point of of wearing that on his T-shirt, you know, in his last race. Um, so and and it was taken to the FIA and considering whether they should, whether they should, um, you know, give him a fine for wearing the T-shirt, etc. But thankfully, they considered that there was no no rules broken. Basically, no rules broken. And Lewis Hamilton has rightfully said 
Um, he won't let up in his fight for justice. So good on Lewis Hammond. I think everybody who's, you know, who's got a platform, they should use it. Use your platform, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is. Use your platform to to speak truth to power. Speak truth to power. That, that's, that's what it's about. You know, if you can't do it, if you can't do that in 2020, I don't know when you're going to be able to do it, to be fair. So this is the time to do it. Now, unfortunately, um, a young man, a 20-year-old man, 21-year-old man, Willie um, Durant um, in Italy, a young black Italian um, boy, um, was murdered. Um, he, he was in a fight. Um, a few men, with a few men, attacked him, and he died. Um, it's caused a lot of stir in Italy at the moment. Um, the premier... Um, Giuseppe Conte um, attended his funeral in the procession. Hundreds of people came out for this young man. Obviously, a lo really loved young man. Um, four Italians have been arrested. Um, there's a pair of brothers within those four um, who are known to the police. Um, but to date, they haven't um, indicated whether it was definitely racially motivated. So we'll be watching that one carefully. And again, my, my condolences go out to his family. Um, that must be a really... well. It's, it's, I don't need to say, you know, that must be really painful. Um, also, um, so the we spoke about um, Daniel Prude um, a while back. It's another man that lost his life in a, in the US um, through the police arresting him and putting one of those spit hoods over him, and it, basically he died in that situation. Now, since then, the he the um, US um, city of Rochester have sacked the chief the police chief, and suspended two other officers over the death, and rightfully so. So hopefully that will get, be investigated, charges will be made against those um, those police officers and justice will be served. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as well. So on a, on a lighter note, um, I found out about another new day today that has actually been running for the past four years, World Afro Day, which is on the 15th of September. I had no clue. I've never heard of this this day. Um, I love what they're doing. Um, I've looked up the the founder Michelle de Leon, um, a young black woman um, who's gone about setting this up. Um, they work with families, schools, authorities tackling discrimination against Afro hair, um, and then and basically their aim is to empower um, people with Afro hair and raise awareness in the wider society um, and. Yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been running for the past four years. Um, and I think, you know, young, old, young or old, women, women especially. I don't, I don't really, I don't know if, if Afro here, if, if here is, is really issue for black men. But I know for women, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very personal thing. You know, you can't play with a black woman's hair. Um, and like I've said it before, you know, I love to see black women with their natural hair. You know, I think it's very powerful to see that. So, so yeah, I think the, I will be looking out for this date for moving forward now because I think it's really important. So, and they have a website, really good website. It's worldafroday.com. So, definitely worth checking that out. Also, John Boyega, um, great actor, um, played in Star Wars, first black man I've seen in Star Wars. Um, although, we must remember the voice of um, Darth Vader, was it Earl Jones? Yeah, Earl Jones, that big, deep voice. That was his voice. But, like I said, John Boyega is the first. No, he wasn't the first, because we had Billy D. Williams. Ah, I forgot, yes. Billy D. Williams. But either way, young black man from England, he, 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 he's, he made it onto um, 
onto Star Wars, which is excellent. But basically, he's recently been in the press um, in regards to him resigning from Joe Malone. He, he was the uh, brand ambassador um, for this perfume company. And the, the advert that he, he basically designed the advert, the long and short of it. And it was really personal to him. It was about his family. It was about him growing up in Peckham, etc. And when they took the ad to China, they swapped him over for a Chinese actor without telling him. So he was rightfully offended about that because obviously like I said it's he personally it was his personal details within that within this ad so they didn't have that conversation with him so he basically has resigned as their ambassador so he's he's really standing up for his beliefs um the company has apologized said it was a misstep that caused offense um not much of an apology but um definitely very clear that they did something wrong that they need to rectify so yeah but hats off to John Boyega he, he's he's put up a lot um, recently, you know, he's been at the marches. Um, he, he's spoken truth to power very passionately, you know. And I know, as 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 a community, we we see a black man doing that, and we're thinking, well, this man might lose his. He might not get no work again, you know. He's he's saying a bit much, you know. The, the struggles that we have to deal with, he he kind of escaped that, and like he's drawing himself back into it. But at the same time, we recognize the passion and and the love, and you know, standing by people that are not in the same position as him where he is now but actually we're exactly the same as him and it's where he come from so it shows that he hasn't forgotten where he's come from you know so definitely heartfelt um, when I see him talking passionately about what's going on in the world today um, and speaking of that um, diversity um, I think most of you probably have seen his seen their performance which to date and is probably rising has got 24,000 complaints the most complaints in the past decade um, but thankfully Ofcom has said uh, there's no formal investigation to be had um, there's no issues with it and rightfully so you know um, again this is a this is people using their platform to speak truth to power that is what you're supposed to do in this time that is what you're supposed to do and they they didn't do nothing wrong it's ridiculous to even suggest that they did anything wrong um and Ofcom still went for, went even further to say um the the message the message that they were really showing was about social cohesion and unity you know um and it, it wasn't there wasn't any references to any particular uh, organization but rather a message that that the lives of black people matter which is, you know, need we say anymore, you know? So good, good judgment, Ofcom, good judgment. So um, we need to keep our eyes peeled on the motorway because they are about to slash the speed limits on various motorways, um, four of them. They're going to slash it down to 60 miles per hour um, to basically, I think it's about the, the air quality. They're trying to improve the air quality. What, this is what they say. They're trying to, you know, so... If it's if it's to help the planet in that way, that makes sense. Um, but it's going to be really sad if they don't uh, promote this enough and let people know, you know, that this is what's happening and make, you know, put up good signage because otherwise a lot of people are going to be getting points in their license and fines unnecessarily. So it starts um, at the end of September, and it's going to be in four locations. Like I said, um, it's going to be at the M6 junctions six and seven. Uh, M1 junctions 34 and 33 and M602 junctions 1 and 3 M5 junctions 1 and 2 and 
the it's gonna they're gonna run it for about twelve months and then they're gonna see the impact on the air quality and then probably go from there. So yeah, just keep your eyes peeled because you you don't want to be getting extra points. Um, you know, and it's not every. It'd be I, f- I think with something like this, it'd be better if they just did it everywhere, and then we could just you know we just drive at sixty miles an hour. But I can imagine you some people you're driving for seventy miles for such a long time, and then you're hitting roads where it just turns into sixty it can cause some issues. Okay, so a little bit of um, trivia. Um, I recently found out that there is somewhere on the planet where they say COVID does not exist at this point, which is great news, and that place is Antarctica. There is no COVID-19 found currently in the continent of Antarctica. Um, There's obviously scientists, there's a scientist community there, there's a community there that um, do various works there, but there's no COVID there, so long may that last, and you know, yeah. So, also, a book that I will be buying for the... Um, the, the young ladies in my family will be a book called Respect Thy Throat by T.R. Harris. So that is a book. I haven't read it. Um, it was suggested that I have a look at it and, and I, I had read the synopsis and it looks really good. Again, about p- empowering young females um, around their hair, around their natural hair, um, which, um, you know, subconsciously is, is, is frowned upon, to be fair. It's, n- it's never overtly said but it's, it's frowned upon. And I'm really glad to see that, you know, women are more confident now to, to wear their natural hair in the way they want. Um, and I've got nothing against women that want to braid their hair or women that want to wear wigs, etc. You do what you want with your hair. But um, one of the options also you do have is to wear your natural hair that you was born with. Um, so uh, that's I'll kind of leave it there because, like I said, women's hair is very personal to them and I do not want to be... A victim of any backlash so thank you again for choosing pablo's podcast today and hopefully you can join me on the next one until then take care and be nice to each other thank you for listening to pablo's podcast i'm pablo from hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion